0: So just before we start, I wanted to remind you, if you've not already done so, to please subscribe, rate, and comment on whichever app you're using. It really helps to get the podcast listened to by more people. Also, just by recommending it to one other person, this makes a massive difference to our numbers of listeners. Thank you. That's it, on with the podcast. Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world. What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? <laughs> well, maybe in my head. The thing is though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I've spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. Well, I think it's about time we did.
1: What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing, but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine.
0: And I'm Stephen. And Sorry, I was just dancing, dancing. to the imaginary music mm-hmm. there.
1: Believe it or not, that's put in in post. <laughs> we don't actually have a little band
0: but it's in my head
1: yeah it's in everybody's head and that's the right thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) right what are we talking about today then let's get on with it
1: today we're doing about activism so just just a little one um so yeah i mean straight away should we just jump in with what i kind of mean with activism i mean i can ask you what you mean as well if you want well
0: this was your idea for the theme or for the uh subject for our podcast today wasn't it so tell me what what you want to talk about in relation to activism the
1: reason i want to talk about activism is sort of since we did the one on death (laughs) Uh, death is coming death is near Um, we still don't know what that's a quote from if anyone does actually please tell us like that's from some sort of show or movie, and we have no idea. We just quote it all the time in our house. We have no idea. Uh, please help us. I have us. no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, just like <laughs> death is coming, death is near. Like it feels like it um, maybe is Monty Python, but I don't know. Okay, help us right, the okay. internet. Anyway, right. since we did the deaf podcast, I've been thinking a lot about um the fact that you know, there's this idea of oh, we don't need to worry about anything because like there is no true death will just stop for a bit and then it'll pick back up right you know that idea of like Mm. you know not having to resolve things because it's fine not having to be resolved of death because death is not final um it's not the end yeah Yeah, okay so since then i've been thinking about that in relation to how you live your life in other aspects so not just when people die or you know Mm. that sort of thing but also how that sprawls out into just your day-to-day living and that's why I got on to activism. I kind of think about activism not just in terms of protests like marching down the street but also just how you live your life in terms of like if you're vegan or vegetarian for instance because you're choosing to do something that you think is better um, ethically or morally or planet-wise or you're choosing maybe you don't Buy anything in plastic somehow, and that's what you're doing for the planet, or you know, yeah. you only okay. take the bus. Yeah.
0: That's yeah, yeah. So it can be small things. Activism can be just small things, but acting on <laughs> your ethical standards or things that you think are important. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. So that link between the fact that um, we, we're going to assume, or we kind of assume, we've only got this life, you know, um, and we want to make the best of it means that straight away that puts a little bit more responsibility and accountability on our shoulders to say right if that's the case then the good stuff we want to do we, we need to be doing in this life
1: yeah there's no let's wait until we're in this perfect yeah. world where we we'll mm. want to keep it nice um let's try and make it make this world that we have a little bit better every day um yeah and make okay. it better for that our children cool. and so on you know because mm. yeah um unlike you know you were told as a child you'll never grow old Stephen you know um <laughs> yeah, you'll never have to live as an were. adult in this world and suffer in this world <laughs> yeah. you know and also the fact that it's always like suffer you know there can't be any joy mm. in this current world no no joy No joy, just suffer through um <laughs> do you know what I mean so I think yeah. that's okay. that's what I wanted to talk about
0: all right okay well I'll get that so how are we gonna uh move the conversation how are we gonna Planet. well
1: i've got a few sort of questions um for you as well and you've probably got some questions for me because mm. we come from yeah. different points that's the whole shtick mm. of this um, yes it is so as someone that's obviously been religious before and i like, explored these things done a lot of reading it took taken taken special interest in it um do you have a bit of knowledge on like what the religious standpoints are on activism um in the way that i've explained activism i suppose
0: yeah i I think um it's it's quite interesting i think you'd have to say that there's a variety of different approaches depending on the philosophy of the religion or the religious belief so probably for for ease i'll keep it to christianity because that's the one i know best but i think you could easily apply it to other religious um groupings as well if you think about the different attitudes that christians have towards activism if you like in the way you've defined it I would say you know that you've got one extreme like Jehovah's Witnesses my ex-group basically would say that you have to obey the laws um, you have to obey God's laws first and then you have to obey man's laws second um, as long as they don't conflict and then basically try and be a nice person but there's no requirement on you really to take any action so you're not encouraged to make choices about you know which car you drive or whether you eat meat or whether you um yeah get your house insulated or you know you have you no real panels or not you know yeah there's no direction about that basically you are encouraged to spend all your time and resources preaching and doing the work that is considered to be the most important work
1: yeah. in the way that you know um the other day you said with the millerite thing so we did a podcast on mm. um the book what was the book called
0: well that's coming out um well by the time you hear this podcast it will it will be yeah um probably a week old but it's when prophecy fails by leon festinger et al mm. um yeah
1: so he said about the millerites like that you know they were kind of like increasingly even let their crops fail and stuff because then it yeah. would be proof that you don't believe so it's kind of like i wonder if it's kind of if you're doing activist things like yeah you know minimizing your plastic usage or being like oh, i'm vegan for the planet um whatever that like that would be proof that you don't believe
0: I think it would it would be just seen as as a waste of time and maybe there would be a little bit of a a lack of standing back. Mm. Um there's a there's a scripture that we used to get told. I did look it up quickly before we we came on uh, on the podcast and it's in Exodus 14 and it's about when God um basically got the Israelites out of Egypt. Mm. And um at this time he says to the Israelites, stand back or stand still. And essentially, what he says is, Look, you don't get involved, just watch and let me um, be the salvation you need. Mm. Um, and essentially, that's the model that Jehovah's Witnesses have when it comes to saving the ecology or, you know, um, thinking about equality or worrying about. Um, the way that police treat people or the way... You know, all of these issues that we uh, we hear about and, of course, are in the news, for Jehovah's Witnesses, it would be, look, don't you get involved in that. Just stand back because Jehovah is going to sort it all out and the sooner the better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they are just waiting for Armageddon to come and God's going to destroy not just the wicked people but all the systems that create these conditions. Mm. So for a Jehovah's Witness, there is no point in getting involved. The one thing that they can do and they need to do is to preach to people because that means they're going to survive this Armageddon and be able to live in the new system. So that's really their philosophy. So I guess if you believe in that stuff, then there is a logic to it.
1: It's an interesting dichotomy being a Witness because in one sense you have this complete freedom to bliss where you don't have to worry about you know about yeah when people are talking about the water wars or climate yeah. change or mm. you know yeah you know what should we think about um what's happened in america with all of these you know with the, the with the cops and oh what should yeah. we do about that and you know thinking mm. you know what is quote quote as a lot of people like to say the work that needs to be done yeah like a blissful freedom of that you know no
0: that's a very good way of putting it there is a and i've talked about this before i think i spoke about it with riley um on the interview we did with him it's an infantilization in yeah. many respects because you just simply don't have to worry about any of these things and in fact that was what you were told what i was told well don't worry about that because uh, jehovah's going to put it all right no, of so, course. so it's... you know you're wasting your time trying to change the world you'll never change the world the world is wicked and it just needs to be destroyed and god's going to do that yeah. so um so yeah you are infantilized and those concerns are are just taken off your shoulder so in that respect it's um it's kind of nice if you like but
1: the other di- side of that dichotomy <laughs> there is that like blood guilt and
0: let's put all these other things yeah, on your shoulders you
1: have different things
0: yeah exactly which I think are, are worse personally
1: mm. well you have no that that just has no end point does it you'll just be doing that forever until ever <laughs> um,
0: yeah no, and I, I, I feel, just like, think like, it's, even uh, the
1: small gratification you feel by being like and I cut out all cling film and I only use beeswax wraps like yeah it's small but at least you got to do it
0: <laughs> yeah you know well you know things like um, contributing to a homelessness charity yeah. for instance um, you know, for witnesses, they wouldn't um, get involved in that. I'm not saying that they would stop individuals doing it, but the encouragement would be: you know, don't waste your resources in that area. Best thing you can do give is preach to, to that tower. person, or
1: you could give them a Yeah, exactly. Watch yeah. Tower.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's um, it, it's not. So you asked me what are the different mm. um kind of approaches to activism. I suppose that's on the one extreme. There are other groups mm. that are like that. Um, you could argue that that's a result of the philosophy. If you do believe that the only real sustainable way to improve things is through God and waiting for him to do it, mm-hmm. then I guess there is some logic to saying, well, let's just get as many people in as we can. But I also suspect there's another element to it as well in that you kind of hinted at it. You know, Rather than giving your money and efforts to charity and to uh, works and activity that would help people in the here and now... Uh, we want it yeah. we want your money we want your activity so it it kind of sits well with the um, uh, you know the, the short-term needs of the organization and from time to time they do ask for money or quite regularly now they they do ask for money so um, yeah and in my day it was particularly about work so I spent hours and hours and hours days building and weeks building and getting involved in in all sorts of activity around that so those are the uh, the the works of activism that I did. Um, so that's on one extreme. You've, I think you've got, on the other extreme, you've got um, uh, this philosophy that we've not talked about. We've hinted at a little bit called Dominion Theology. Um, I'm going to try to get somebody on the podcast to talk to us about this if I can. Um, somebody that knows a lot more about it. But as far as I understand it, this is the idea that you need, so that you've got this kind of group of Christians who say that actually what God is asking us to do is get more involved in all the the areas of power within modern society such as politics, finance, science, all all these areas of power and influence. Actually we as Christians need need to dominate those fields and through that will come this theocracy, this rule of God. So that's kind of your other extreme. And I guess, you know, perhaps sitting with that are even those um, groups that would take it into their own hands to create such a thing through force, through, uh, you know, fighting and um, th- through that sort of thing. So that that's, I guess, on the other extreme. Mm-hmm. But then I think probably in the, the biggest part is the middle where you've got, again, let's focus on Christianity. You've got Christians who do see the merit of giving to charity, of uh, trying to care for the planet, of trying to do good to their fellow man mm. because they think this is a, a model that Jesus um, demonstrated. So they're trying to copy Jesus's example of being yeah. a good person, That's essentially.
1: The whole love thy neighbour sort of Christian exactly. charity thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, exactly, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that... There may be some, um, a little bit of, uh, it may be a little disingenuous, let's say, I think for some groups. I mean, what we do know from history is that when charities or missions were sent to foreign lands, you know, a lot of that work, there may have been helping build wells or uh, medical supplies, but a lot of it was teaching uh, people to read and write English Um, And the first thing, of course, they did, or as part of the lessons, part of the way they learned English was to read the Bible. And this was a way to get people involved in the church. And that's why you see lots of these uh, countries that really didn't have an ancient tradition of of Christianity or even monotheism um, being strongly Anglican or Catholic and so on. And that's because of, of the missionaries.
1: Uh yeah, I suppose we can't forget that obviously, um, though there are instances where it's all brought really good things like yeah, like um writing and reading and wells and you know, so on and so on, it has also not uh, like you said, with the disingenuous side, it's not always been perfectly for good in the, you know, missionaries mm. going to like Inuit cultures and being like you can't do what you used to do, you have to be yeah. Christian now.
0: And so that's on. right i mean there is a replacement of culture isn't there there and and you could argue about um whether that's you know always a bad thing or always a good thing or sometimes uh, and i don't think that's that's not our that's not really what we're here purpose, to talk about
1: today yeah
0: but um but yeah you have to you have to question um firstly the motivation and and secondly whether it is actually helping people yeah, so,
1: yeah. um and, but yeah i suppose we didn't want to just do this podcast as though we're presenting it that all religions never do anything uh to help and there is a there is Mm. a suggestion that it's meant to just be out of the goodness of heart we don't know everybody's motives but there are some groups that do it for being good
0: i think so but i think there's also a, a, a perhaps another element that we didn't talk about when we were discussing our our podcast today which maybe we we get to talk about is and religions fit in with this but but they're by no means the only Group, but I worry a little bit about the um, industrialisation and the commercialisation of charities um, that become really big and powerful in themselves, and sometimes abuse that power. Mm. Um, So, and and that definitely applies to religions, but it also applies to some non-religious charities Mm. as well. There's been some cases in the news fairly recently of some pretty horrific behaviour by some international charities i know that's not all that you're talking about you're, you're talking more about just all sorts of activism yeah. but obviously charities also are a big part yeah, of
1: course. that i think well it was interesting in the um again one that you'll probably have heard by this time or if not it's coming soon um the one about politics what should i think about politics mm. um and um how there was a question about like should all foreign aid be left to just private charities and i was very much like no because you know it seems like a potential dangerous thing to do
0: yeah yeah so so religion um religion has a has a kind of very complicated um relationship with with activism i would say yeah um but yeah that's so that's the answer to your first question
1: (laughs) yes that's the groundwork um following on question is you know, is, is religion helping in, in positive action as a, as a general, you know what I mean? You know, when people say, well, do we need religion? It's, it, you know, it, maybe it is helping with positive action. It's, you know, it, is it though? Um, you know, like we said, well, there's some pros and cons there straight away with, you know, potentially religious charities going places and helping provide certain, you know, resources, but then the trade-off is that they're trying to, <laughs> They're trying to get you in in the club.
0: Um, Yeah. So I guess um, because we don't have somebody here who's uh, particularly religious, Mm -hmm. um, I guess this isn't going to be a kind of balanced debate Mm -hmm. as to, you know, is religion a good thing or not. Um, In terms of activism, activism, I guess guess you could say it does um, provide some people with a, a philosophical underpinning for why they might do something. So if you want to take action on homelessness, let's say, or on poverty, then that might be because you take parts of the Bible seriously or parts of your religion seriously that say, you know, you should love your neighbour. And if you really love your neighbour, then you should do what you can to help them. You know, Jesus said... It was written in the law that you should love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Well, I say to you, you should love your neighbor more than yourself. Mm. I'm paraphrasing clearly. But essentially, that's what he said. So if you're a Christian who really believes that that is, you know, what happened, Jesus said that, and Jesus is your, your Lord, then I guess, as far as I'm concerned, if you take those words and say, right, because of that, I'm going to spend money on helping people i'm also going to work in a soup kitchen or a a Mm -hmm. place to help people who are homeless or um you know and you genuinely want to do that because you want to help people um i personally don't have a problem with that i think that's absolutely fine Mm. so i think the answer is it can you know it can but it doesn't have to so there's lots of reasons why somebody might want to help somebody else and it doesn't have to be because it's written in the bible it could just be because I feel compassion and empathy for somebody who is starving or who needs educating or you know needs a leg up or just needs a listening ear or you know lots of situations where you think I just want to help that person Mm. because I'm pretty lucky and so I really want to help somebody else and that's got nothing to do with Jesus it's just because I want to do it
1: I suppose that's the thing with these sort of Christian groups is that they often are like fairly well organised and that there's a A there's a place, you have a physical structure, B there's different community groups, do you know what I mean? Like you have people that are just congregated somewhere that can come together and and do something, do you know what I mean? Like if everybody if if that church decided they wanted to, you know, offer out the church for a a few nights a week for people to sleep there, then they could just do that as opposed to if you're just an individual. You might only be able to do something like you could give money to people on the street directly. You could buy them food. You could give money to like other charity groups, but you couldn't actively do stuff in the same way. So I suppose there's like a bit of like agency you might have as as, as a as a church
0: group. There's a bit of inf- infrastructure there yeah. that you can draw on, isn't yeah. there? So you've got these people together. Um, depending on the church and the the people in charge, I guess mm-hmm. um, you've got a philosophy that could. Lend itself to helping other people, so in those cases, you've kind of got a happy mm. set of circumstances that that might lead to having a you know a shelter or something that that is funded and uh, supported by a local church.
1: Mm.
0: So I think in principle, there's there's no problem with that. Of course, there are always dangers and risks associated with these activities because there's always people that associate with these groups unfortunately that are just trying to wheedle their way in because they want to do horrible things Mm -hmm. um but in principle there's i think you know there's nothing wrong with that and i would absolutely support that i mean i should say that that my ex-religion has no interest in any of that so when i was growing up we didn't do anything like that we didn't contribute to any homelessness charities we didn't contribute to any um charities around poverty or you know nothing really the only um money we gave and we were encouraged to do it regularly uh was to give to the worldwide work mm. um so there was at my in my day there were two boxes there was one box for the worldwide work and one box for the local congregation i understand that's changed now because mm. basically everything goes to the the um the central mm. governing uh situation but um, in my day you could give money to the local congregation which basically helped keep the upkeep of the hall Mm. Um, but the rest of it you'd send to the organization and they would say that some of this was used in relief um, but it was often if it was used in relief it was generally used in relief for other Jehovah's Witnesses Mm. so if there was an earthquake in somewhere you know then they'd send witnesses across there apparently um to help with the the clear up and help people but they would go to the witnesses first. Yeah. Um and so I think there's a lot of question mark actually around these is groups that true, like charity? Jehovah's Witnesses. Is it a charity? If all you do and is help matters. your own first. Absolutely. And that matters, Celine, because in most countries, Jehovah's Witnesses, certainly in uh, developed countries, mm. Jehovah's Witnesses are counted as charities. And in order to be a charity your activity has to be in doing charitable work yeah because i know not that a lot just of churches, proselytizing that's
1: true because a lot of churches um just like C of E in, or like what are they in terms of that i'm not sure but
0: yeah the charities yeah, yeah so they
1: have to regardless of i guess again we don't know if it's um therefore disingenuous but they do do the work that they so that they can keep their um you know like
0: yeah, I mean, obviously, I I, don't I can't comment, them, but they'll be dealt. You not know, comment on those no, 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 groups, no,
1: but they'll be like you know, you'll see them doing like like hmm. I said, it's known as like quote unquote Christian charity, like as a, as a as a monolithic thing that is done because, regardless of you know if it's just because it's biblically said or because they have to so they can keep going, um, without the the tax pain, um, I don't know, but yeah, yeah with the witnesses they're not known for their charitable doings but well,
0: they're just not they're just not doing charity i mean you know i guess the argument is that they're in the community but then they're supposed to be no part of the world mm. so the only the only work that um, that they're doing really is in the preaching and disciple making work and in building new Um, kingdom halls with free labor Mm. um, that are real estate that they can then sell afterwards and make a profit on um, without having to pay any tax because they're a charity. Um, So I think this is one of the big scandals. In this country, we have a very weak charity commission. They don't have very much um, money. They don't have very many resources. And basically their organizations get away with, in my view... Um, doing these, uh, being called a charity, which means they don't pay any tax, and that's a massive, a massive money spinner for mm. them. Um, it means every penny that you put into the contribution box gets uh, used, and of course you're encouraged to do what what's called what used to be called deed of covenant. I think they call it something slightly different now, but that means that if I put a pound in the box mm. and I sign a form to say that I'm a taxpayer, mm-hmm. then the government will give the Um, organisation 20 or 25% of that money it's
1: gift aid isn't it
0: we call it gift aid now don't we, yeah that's right but it it does require that the individual declare that they are a taxpayer so that means the government is not only not taking tax off the institution but they're also giving the tax back to the institution from the person contributing in the contribution box Mm. Um, and jehovah's we used to have literal talks on this that where they'd explain what deed of covenant was and how you did it and you would have to approach the secretary afterwards and explain and sign a form and and then they would get a lump sum every so on the government would send the money um, which they would then use to do things like uh, build new kingdom halls and send off to the worldwide work which, which again, who knows no what exactly. he's used well
1: then. which again like if they were using the kingdom halls for things like i just said like having like you know on a weekend they ran a soup kitchen from it or they let people yeah. s- that rough sleep sleep there then i'd be like fair enough do you know what i mean like that's doing something or for even, the community at large
0: absolutely or even just like a, a fate or something you know just yeah, a, like a bake sale. doesn't it <laughs> yeah just like a like come and come and you know be part of the community i mean we our kingdom hall where i grew up mm. was slap bang in the middle of um the asian community within the mm-hmm. city so um lots of pakistani families lots of indian families mm-hmm. that tended to be where they um, they they settled in, when they first um, came to the uk so that was a big community there and um you know We actually lived side by side. There were no problems, but you could imagine how great it would have been to really get to know our neighbours and invite them into the hall and get, you know, get some sharing of cuisine and um, get to know each other and so on. But there was none of that. Mm. The only thing you did was you knocked on their door to try and convert them.
1: Yeah, it's just (laughs) there there was absolutely no community. It's just sad, isn't it? This like. Oh, I'm no part of this world. Like Mm. in this kind of like almost, I feel like anyway. From looking in, there's kind of this snootiness, as though it's like, oh, do you know what I mean? Like we we're the we're the ones that know everything, and we're the best, and like we're great. Um, we knock on well, and all we do we're no part of all we do is knock on doors.
0: (laughs) We're no part of this world until we want the money from the tax man. You know, Then then actually we are part of the world because we want to mm-hmm. use this bureaucracy that the government has put together yeah. to allow us to to get some extra cash. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hypocritical. And so, yeah, in terms of activism, groups like Jehovah's Witnesses definitely don't get involved in um, anything other than, as I say, things that are related to the preaching work generally. I mean, I'm not saying there won't be individual witnesses who might... Give a little bit here and there, but the other thing you had to be very careful of that you were worried about always was: is it associated with the church? So you couldn't give; you'd be wrong to give money that was associated with the church mm. or a political organisation. So you know, if, also, if I mean, you were you've encouraged, got
1: blissful freedom of certain things, and then completely yeah, like oh, bogged somebody's down. Somebody's asking
0: other. me exactly. Somebody's asking me at school to to give to. Oh, that's the other thing as well, of course, because a lot of the activity for charities. Was through things like buying lottery tickets. Yeah. Which you're not allowed to do because what that's about, gambling.
1: Um, not just lottery tickets. What are the what are the ones? Are uh, Tom Bowler? Like, oh, yeah, that's no? not
0: allowed. No. Yeah. Oh, God. Gambling. Oh,
1: dear. It's rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> um, oh, oh, dear. The other
0: that's... thing, sponsoring every now and again. Somebody would um, ask you to sponsor them. And then you had to ask them, like, 50 questions to make sure that the church wasn't involved, you know. And it was just some secular group, you know, and then that's okay. You can if they're you want it's just trying
1: to raise money for breast cancer, leave it alone. Yeah.
0: But if the church is involved, then no, you can't have anything mm. to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um very um It's yeah, just so stupid very, very... as though
1: like its only, it's tainted by the other religion now. It's like no, it's, it's just if they get getting... but you said before, if um other religious groups are gathering, you know, and they do the whole like coming together,
0: they won't multi faith. Or interfaith, I think they call it, don't they? Mm. Not um, Absolutely not for Jehovah's Witnesses. Because mm. they're, yeah, cause they're, they're, they're Babylon, smooth, the yeah. Babylon the Great. Babylon the Great. They are the harlot mm. who rides upon the wild beast. Um, she is pictured in Revelation as a harlot. Um, oh. Yeah. This is Babylon the Great. This is the world empire of false religion. Basically, any religion that isn't Jehovah's Witnesses mm. is a harlot and um yeah which used to amuse me really because you go knocking on doors and every now and again you the, the vicarage would be in the territory you know oh, so that was always a fun knock um so you'd go up to the the door and you knock on the door you know and he sometimes he'd be quite polite and sometimes he'd he'd say no and sometimes he'd be quite angry with you mm. um but when you think about it you know you the the vicars that have actually read your material yeah, no. you know what are they going to think you know he's knocking on my door he thinks i'm working for the harlot you know and i'm uh i'm this and i'm that
1: it's interesting isn't it because jw's yeah they have their so you know they have their activism which is to knock on doors i suppose that is their activism isn't mm. it and i guess yeah and then yeah. another um it's just interesting because it's just as christianity you wouldn't think that would you you'd think that it seems so synonymous with like Christianity. They do Christian charity, but no, mm. but they do knock on doors. Um,
0: well, they try to bring people into the organisation, yeah. so they take the, um, the the long game. Well, yes, and and the instruction that Jesus gave them, as far as they're concerned, was to preach um the word and make disciples of people of all the earth mm. and that's that's the job that he's given them to do so that's that's yeah. what they're going to spend their time doing I have,
1: I have an interesting question for you i think it's interesting sure. um so we spoke about like so that's like what jw's have and it's like quite a strong activism i suppose like it takes over your whole life it is to mm. find more people right um so yeah do you think that's why there's a lot of XJW activists that swing completely the other way because for all of your life potentially you've been an activist for getting people so like it's so part of your identity at this point that maybe you swing the other way to like or or do you think it is a guilt thing if you've been knocking on doors that you feel like you need to like you know go the other way do you, I mean what yeah, are your thoughts it's, on it's it? a
0: good it's a good question i um, i mean the, my first observation is um, that it does amuse me quite a bit, actually, especially um, that the men. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about the inequality in a moment, but they train the men up particularly to be able to speak quite eloquently, uh, use lots of techniques when it comes to persuasion. Yeah. You know all the stuff around illustrations and um, gestures and. Uh, uh, you know how to use your voice effectively to sound interesting and to you know all of that you get all of that training mm. and then obviously when you leave all of these um XJW's are pretty eloquent and mm. able to uh use all of those skills um against them which is kind of funny in many respects yeah. Um, it's not quite as um, the same for the young women, unfortunately, because of the sexism within the organisation, because they don't um, take a leadership role, therefore. They, they do a little bit of training in terms of how they speak to people on the doors or, or through other forms of evangelising. Mm-hmm. So they do get some training. But I think it's, it's um, unfortunately, it's one of those examples of systemic sexism if Mm -hmm. you think about it so if you create an organization that only allows men to do the leadership roles and do all the things that are sort of useful for them when they leave um the men still have those skills whereas the women don't so it's a good example of how society um perpetuates Mm -hmm. inequality if you if you're looking for examples, mm. that's one example.
1: Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to a video that like really runs that home, as I saw it on Twitter, it pops up every yeah. now and then. Is that one where the guy's like Women sometimes will find that they're smarter than their husbands, but they need to work very hard to never show that they are. <laughs> Um, I'm yeah, paraphrasing that was in one of the watchtowers, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So um,
0: yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. What 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 would happen if the if the wife is more intelligent? Well, than yeah, the
1: because they're like generally men are smarter than women, <laughs> <Yeah>. and sometimes <laughs>
0: on the odd occasion, <laughs> women
1: are smarter than their husbands, and they discover anyway, this. Anyway, not talking about sexism. <laughs> well. No. But, but yeah, yeah you're right. If, if you want total, that, it'll
0: be on XJW Twitter. It's, yeah, it's total madness. Um, yeah. So so yeah, you asked me, does it lead you to? activism I think probably there is a I know when I left um, I I was kind of in quite a funny situation on the one hand I didn't want to talk about it because I was embarrassed Mm. I I felt I was really embarrassed to say to somebody well yeah I haven't really I I haven't really done any further education or anything because I was a Jehovah's witness or you look at my CV this is why it's so spartan because Mm. I spent the first 10 years window cleaning and knocking on doors Mm. you know Um, I didn't really want to say that so I didn't I didn't let let it out but then when I had an opportunity I would I think want to tell people Um, and so I think there is a kind of behavioral um, habit that you get into which is about trying to convince people about things I think I've lost that now over the years because I I tried hard not to do that so you you know this is where i think you have to be careful when you leave because you can easily turn into somebody who is now on a new crusade you know to 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 do whatever you think is important and for me i just wanted to i felt that over the years i've tried to just i suppose sit back a little bit and just say well you know people i don't want to be the person trying to convince you about this i remember when i first started listening to the atheists you know like the new atheists Mm -hmm. as they used to call them um sam harris um richard dawkins Mm -hmm. the great hitch um, and so on you know you sort of look i looked at them oh i'd love to get involved in that i'd love to be one of those sorts of people Mm who who argues with theists and tries to get them to to see the silliness of, of that mm-hmm. their religious stance and you know and all and I'd love to be and then over the years I started to think to myself, well, you know, that's not really what that's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I do want people to be more rational, have the critical thinking skills, but it's not really my job to try and convince everybody to, to stop doing something. So, but I think there is yes you you have that, I think you do have that when you leave, if you have been evangelical, if you've been a proselytizer you you may well then start to proselytize people um to leave mm.
1: It's interesting, isn't it?
0: I mean, you've mentioned about activism there, and I think we should mention about x j w activism and ex Mormon activism, ex Scientology mm-hmm. activism, all these other groups. it's what, I think it's a bit of a mushrooming um set of activities this. If you look online you'll see lots yeah. of really interesting content. I think
1: it's not just um it's it's not just the exes the though, is it because it's just like really interesting content. Like loads of people love this sort of ex cult you know, if we're yeah. using it that word again, but like mm. sort of ex cult stories or like people find it fascinating. So I suppose yeah. It it's like a great niche that everyone finds really interesting anyway and then mixed in with that potential desire to be an activist still, even though you've left your group, so you yeah. turn to ex-activism instead. Um, and then I don't know what you think from there, but that, those are two things that I've sort of seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating subject. I mean, it's it it, it allows us to think about all sorts of things, like, mm. you know, what, how, what should we think about ethics? And, um, yeah, what was what was the big bang and was there any agent there to cause the big bang and um is it is it sensible to think about a before the big bang if mm. time started at the big bang how can that you know so these are all really fascinating questions and lots of opinions are out there um and then of course you've got lots of religious apologists and um, counter apologetics and and so on mm-hmm. it's all it's all very interesting um and obviously you have then I suppose a more, uh, a more determined form of activism, which is not just about discussing issues and and talking about interesting topics, but actually has a a mission, if you like, or has a point. So, for a lot of XJW activists, it is to try and help people who are leaving the organisation or maybe still in the organisation, and stumble upon your stuff and start to have doubts. So lots of activists are actively trying to get people to leave the organisation. Yeah. Um, and or like
1: take the organisation down, even to yeah, the next take level. it down
0: exactly, or um, help people who are going to leave to have you know some support. So mm. some support groups and so on. So there's lots of different reasons for activism, lots of different goals, but there are these um these different um intentions I suppose um and i you know i I personally you know don't judge any of them I think mm-hmm. fine if however you you know whatever your goal is um as long as it's ethical and you're up front about it, I think that's absolutely fine um I think for me personally i I don't necessarily think that I sit into that camp, I don't see myself as an activist actually. Um, but I do see myself as somebody that can help and support people. Mm. Um, so whether that makes me an activist, I don't know. I don't I don't see myself as that. I don't describe myself as mm-hmm. that. Um, I want to understand. I want to understand and I want to help um, and I want to join in with the conversation, the critical conversation and to be able to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Is my goal to try and bring Jehovah's Witnesses out of the organization? I don't think it is actually. Mm. I actually think my job, or what I want to do, is to help people once they're out to make sense of that experience, and that's for me. That's where I'm interested um, in helping people, and I want to. I want to help, but I don't. I don't see myself as being you know, battling against Jehovah's Witnesses or other groups, although they might think differently. Okay, so um, one of the questions I, I wanted to talk to you about, because obviously you've grown up as somebody that has had no dilemmas around activism you know if you if you think there's something that's important you can get involved Mm. and I think as a young person there's more and more and more ways of getting involved and of helping so do you want to just give me a bit of um, information about all the different ways you can support and be an activist in in these different um, causes that that you might be interested in
1: yeah so I suppose like when I think of activism in the way that I discussed it um, which is how I see it as doing you know small actions every day towards the goals that you have for this world you know wanting to make it better or to be okay even um i try and do small things every day like just not be wasteful like just just small things it's like i have reusable bottles and i keep the tupperware from the from the takeaways and reuse them or you know, we have a little food waste bin that goes off to the compost place. Um I walk to work instead of driving all the time, you know, we've got the bike so I can bike to you guys. It's um not you guys as in the podcasters, I don't bike around to all of your homes as in <laughs> mum and dad's house. Um you know, small things like that. Just that uh, uh, but but having the ability to and space in my brain to think about it, I suppose. Because I'm not constantly like, oh god, I've got to knock on the doors and I've got to get my hours in for the, you know, the pioneering, and I need to do this and that. Mm. Like, I have time in my little brain to be like, oh, I'll buy these apples because they don't
0: have packets on them, or you know. So, for you, it's all about making different choices, really. Yeah, like that's that's how you see active choices. And would you ever get involved in like a, a charity or something? That I um, did think
1: about it a few times, and what at one point. Yeah. I don't think I ever said, but I did look at that, like going to um, abroad for building wells and things or like taps and stuff, you know, like um mm. for, for running water and things like mm. that. I was just a little bit afraid to go somewhere really far away <laughs> and just be on my own, like hello, um, yeah. you know, but I have thought about those things were like going to animal sanctuaries and doing things like mm. that. I think I could see more likely doing that sort of thing because I, as a child, Wanted to work at "quote unquote" Animal Planet. Um, yeah, I was going <laughs> to work at Animal Planet, um, yeah. which, if you don't know, is a TV station in England, isn't it? But it's just
0: all. It was. I don't know if it's. Yeah, still... maybe
1: it's not. But it's just all the animal shows yeah. just on one yeah. station. Um, right. But that was something you know I've considered before. Um, you know, there are marches. I've obviously not been going on any that have happened during the pandemic because mm. the fear. Um, I don't know if i don't i i it's one of those things i'm not sure in my head i'm like how much does marches do um i'd have to like look into if there is research with certain things i mean i think certain things is different like you know the marches that took place in america like 60s and so on for civil rights are are, are different and Mm. definitely did have an impact but um yes i suppose if there was the right cause i think that's an interesting thing in the handmaid's tale which is this idea that um i mean especially if you read the book basically june her mum was like a really activist feminist and had Mm. fought a lot for the rights of of herself and therefore her daughter and then june's just kind of like complacent um Mm. and then the book's about how if you're complacent it's you know rights can be easily be taken Mm. away in this activist Mm. question of activism isn't done once you've got what you want um, so I'd like to hope that if things were slipping I would do things um, but at the moment I just try and do what I can and make hmm. good choices
0: yeah that's interesting it's it's funny um, going back to my kind of earlier years outside the organisation um, I remember the marches against the Iraq war hmm. um, and I remember feeling like I I didn't understand why we were going into Iraq and um, it, it just seemed like a really bad idea mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And I I definitely identified with with the people on that march, but I think the old training kind kind of came back. Yeah, there's a, there's a part of my brain that says I don't need to get involved in those things. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a conditioned part of my brain. Mm-hmm. And I kind of regret that. I kind of regret not um, just just saying how I felt about yeah. um, that action. You know, I, I I was generally a kind of Labour supporter, but I really didn't agree with that. No, um, it was bad. With that action. Yeah, and, and even at the time we didn't know about the. You know the bad information that we had about wmds and all of that we didn't know any of that but it just seemed like it, it was a it was a train that was going somewhere where we just didn't want to go mm. um and i think the more you hear the more you think yeah that was that was definitely yeah that was the assessment and if perhaps if more of us had gone on the street and said we you know don't do this in our name we don't agree with this mm-hmm whether it would have made a difference i don't know but i do i suppose that's an area where i do have some regret that i didn't actually um yeah yeah make a stand at that time so i guess there are times when it's important to uh yeah to stand up for something and um Mm -hmm. yeah and and do whatever it whatever is necessary Mm -hmm. um and then there's all sorts of decisions about you know getting involved in lawlessness Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and so on which um yeah is another difficult question i guess
1: yeah i suppose you know what my activism probably is in terms of a larger scale past the point of just making small choices is probably the the art that i make that's probably yeah more where mm. my quote unquote activism shows so i want to make something about the state of the care sector um, yes that that could be considered political activism because i'm making a statement mm. and i'm trying to get it out there for people to see and to be angry about and to join that
0: yeah and i guess the, the the documentary we're about to do quite a lot yeah. of work on which is the pink pound um around how um the lgbtq plus community um is kind of related to commerce and how commerce either exploits or doesn't or you know those all those questions around that i think yeah that that's a that's. Well, maybe it's not activism, it is raising these questions which are important to ask, I think it's, so maybe that it, is if
1: we just take the verb of it of the active part, I think it's active work, it's a film it that is. actively gets you to question and hopefully opens mm. up some thoughts so I suppose yeah our our activism is in more shows more in our art um and I wouldn't judge anyone for how they do or don't do activism, I suppose mm. um. It, it everyone does it in different ways and if all you do is you just reduce your plastic for incidents and that's all you're able to give then like cool you know
0: mm. yeah absolutely okay cool just well right i can't choose, think of anything it? else it is and um i think the other, sorry the other thing I, I suppose we should say about activism is is one of the things that it it does is it gives opportunity to support mm-hmm people that, that don't necessarily have such a big voice or a loud voice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is one of the areas I suppose that um, when we think about XJW or other religions like that you know actually a lot of the, a lot of the people are quite powerless that, that are in those organizations mm-hmm. and that come out you know they, they are they are powerless the, the organization holds all the power um, and when they leave they can be very vulnerable. So I think a lot of activism or good activism is really about helping people with with less power yeah. um to have a louder voice and to be noticed. Mm-hmm. Um so that's probably another another good area to consider.
1: Definitely. But yeah, I enjoyed okay. this little
0: chat. Yeah. Okay, very good. Thank you. Um so that's activism done. Done. We'll um, never do um, I always like to say that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, okay good so thank you very much for that discussion mm-hmm. um, don't forget to like and subscribe we've had some more um, comments I don't, I don't think I've told you yet. so oh. on, on Apple Podcasts we've got more so reviews we have more reviews oh, so that's lovely I'm going
1: to go read them
0: yeah read the reviews and um, if you've not done so already leave um, a review it's can, so
1: exciting i'm so excited to go read the reviews maybe i oh, live read a review <laughs> let's go. oh yeah that'd be nice yeah, off yeah. i go right here we are
0: are you doing it now okay i'm
1: doing it let's see um Ah oh, look well, my top searched podcast my own let's see oh we've got five ratings that's so cool okay um love this podcast it's really comfortable uh hang on love this podcast it's a really comfortable discussion of various topics where the thinking is done for members of high control typically religious groups and how those leaving can navigate the complex process of forming opinions where formerly they knew what they thought not only are the topics covered with sensitivity and humor but there is plenty of logic reason and critical thinking skills Attributes that members of high control groups Often think they are masters of But the reality is the opposite
0: Isn't that cool? And that's from Pigbite yeah. Yeah, so that Thank, that Pig
1: nice. Thank you Pigbite
0: Thank you Pigbite And the other one that I want to feature is Bob from Brum yeah. Who said Really enjoying this podcast of father and daughter double act Varied topics and Sorry, varied topics With thoughtful research One of my current favourites
1: Thank you fr- Bob from Brum S-
0: so thank you both from Brum. So that's really nice. So um, you do bring absolute joy and pleasure to our hearts uh, when you comment on the podcast. So please uh, please do. Please
1: yeah. do. Oh, that's exciting. Cool. So yeah, not everyone's written a written a review. They've just done the stars. So even if you mm. just do the stars, I get excited.
0: Yeah, and it, and apparently it does make a big difference mm-hmm. to where you appear in the search mm-hmm. engines and so on. So um yeah that's um it's been a slow burn really with the podcast but we're starting to see some real increase um so that's really great exciting stuff thank you right okay thank you very much see you next time bye bye
1: what should i think about is an evil sheep production